Are you happy? Or are you convinced happiness is just around the corner? Or perhaps you feel that you need a whole transformation to be happy. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. Today, we are doing this by sharing a true and inspiring story. I'm Timothy Gregory, letting you know that due to the subject matter in today's episode, parental guidance is suggested. The woman in our story believed that transforming her gender and identity would be what brought her happiness. Would it be enough? Or would she need a transformation of even more for her life to be unshackled? We'll be exploring this on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. As a child, Laura often yearned to be something different due to many sad things like abuse from men, and the different woes of womanhood. She felt trapped in her own body and that her mind didn't quite match with her body. Perhaps being a man would solve this torture that plagued her mind. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. Based on her memoir, Transgender to Transformed, here's part three of Laura Perry's Road to True Identity. Hey there. Thought I'd find you in here. Nothing beats a mid-afternoon soda. Have you been doing okay? You know, with the surgery and everything? Still sore. I bet. I don't know how many hours I spent staring at trans men, all happy and smiling with their shirts off. And now you'll look like that, right? I guess. Are you disappointed? No, I'm glad I went through with it. I just... You know what it's like to plan and dream and spend all your money getting what you always wanted? And then it's like you don't know what to do after you accomplished it? Yeah. I felt that way after finishing grad school. It's like that. I thought I'd be happier and more content, but now I just want to know what comes next. Uh, Well, don't most opt for the lower surgery? Those cost fortunes. Well, if a girl can dream, then a trans man can too. As a strong-willed, independent child, Laura often felt like an outcast and yearned to be like her brother who seemed to receive more loving attention. As she grew, she felt powerless as certain abusive males took advantage of her. Between her weight issues and the woes of womanhood, Laura felt trapped in her own body. She decided that becoming a man would help her escape the issues that plagued her. Based on her memoir, Transgender to Transformed, here's part three of Laura Perry's Road to True Identity, right now on Unshackled. What I called masculizing chest surgery 
my aunt deemed the pit of hell procedure and begged me not to go through with it. Her view was a good part of what added to my anxiety before the surgery began and what led me to pray that I'd wake up and not die. I'll admit, reaching out to God at such a time wasn't really aligned with my life, but when terrified, you can make a lot of exceptions. I knew why my boss had been checking in that day in the break room. I'd been slacking and moping and had lost all my energy. Those descriptions were tons better than admitting depression. But she was right. I had to keep going and looking to the next thing to do, which just so happens came even deeper out of the pit of hell. Finally, you're home. Well, I'm... A, a candlelight dinner? To celebrate. You got a promotion? No. Today was my OBGYN appointment. Oh, obviously it went well. It did. The doctor said, given my history, she determined that removing all female organs is medically necessary. Then... Then insurance will cover it, right? Yes, since it's not considered elective. That's wonderful. Yeah, one step closer to realizing my dream. Well, you're already my man. Thank you. I thought surely having my female organs removed would make me more of a man. There'd be nothing left to identify me as a woman. But again, weeks after the surgery, I knew nothing had changed. It was devastating. So, I researched a procedure called phalloplasty, a series of surgeries that would use muscles and prosthetics to make male organs. I fell into despair, realizing that attaching fake things to my body wasn't going to make me more of a man. Yet, as much as I had sacrificed, I was willing to go ahead with it. In my twisted sin, I thought, if only my parents would die so I could spend my inheritance money. Finances were the only thing holding me back. Or so I thought. Who's D.E.? Initials for my brother. Honey, should I get it? Here, I'll see what he wants. Hey, uh, Doug. Uh, yeah, it's good, good to hear your voice, too. Wait, what? Now? You're here? Outside our door? Just give me a few minutes. I've got to take care of a... Doug's here. Yes. Ow. Careful. I got I to gotta change. You don't have to. I need a baggy old t-shirt. Here, quick. Hide my wig somewhere. Jackie. It's Steve. I'm Steve right now. Got it? Oh, no. Oh, this makeup is not coming off. We've got to let him in. He's going to know something's up if we don't let... Yes, yes, of course. Oh, my face is all red. It doesn't matter. Go. Oh, what am I doing with these on? Oh. What a surprise, Doug. Hey, I was driving through and just happened to be close enough to swing by. Uh, I hope it's not... Oh, glad, glad you did, brother. Hi. Hi. Oh, uh, this is Jake, uh, my roommate. It's good to meet you, Jake. Thank you, you too. Uh, come in. S sit down. So, how have you been? Good, good. How's work? Oh, you know, work is work. Yeah, this is my first little getaway in a long time. Uh, that's nice. Everyone needs a break. Um, 
Jake, uh, what is it that you do? I'm a security guard. All right, cool. Actually, it's incredibly boring. I mainly get paid to sit around listening to political talk radio. You enjoy that? Uh, Talk radio? I do. Uh, Your brother is actually the one who got me into it. Really? Uh Uh-huh. He finds the conservative stance similar to his own on far more issues than the liberals' view. It's true. And I think they make a lot of sense, too. Wow. Brother, I didn't know we, uh... Have more in common than you think? As Steve and his brother reconnected, and the two spent more time together, Steve's masculinity started to come through. At first, it was in small ways, like skipping putting on makeup a couple of times a week. But then, on a larger scale, when he quit trying to look like a woman. Strangely, the more I saw him as a man, the more I was attracted to him. However, I still didn't want anyone to find out my partner, who I referred to as my wife, was actually a man. Needless to say, we had an ever-growing list of things to consider. Come on! I thought I heard. What's wrong? I couldn't get the door unlocked. Why are you so upset? I don't know. I'm frustrated, I guess. Did something happen? Yes and no. I've transitioned as far as I can, and I thought I'd be happy. But you're not? Honestly, I feel empty and broken. And today, I, I heard this guy on the radio. The announcer was interviewing this guy who was a libertarian, and he was a defender of freedom, he called himself, and how everyone should have the lifestyle they feel suited for. That's what we believe. But then they were bantering back and forth, and suddenly the freedom for all guy voiced a thought that seemed to just cross his mind. What was it? He said, why is it that transgenders always want to change their body to match their mind? and not just change their mind to match their body. Wow. I I guess I... I never considered it either. I've always wanted to believe transitioning was my only option. That day, I hit a wall I couldn't look past. A what-if entered my brain and it wouldn't leave. Because, you see, becoming transgender would have only been worth it had there been no other option. Otherwise, I was willfully living in sin, and I had hurt my entire family and irrevocably maimed my body for nothing. Maybe all I ever had to do was be reconciled with my mind. But I didn't want therapy to help me find peace with being a woman. I wanted to forget I had ever been a woman, It seemed like there were constant reminders that I didn't fit in a man's world. Oh, man, did you guys see Hillary today? No, why? Postpartum definitely agrees with her. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Oh, do I ever. Yeah, wish my wife looked half as good. (laughs) Yeah, my wife still looks pregnant. And our kid was born two years ago. Yeah, see, that's why you never settle down. It's all downhill from there, my brothers. You guys are coming over Sunday, right? We're still going fishing. I wouldn't miss it. I can't. My wife volunteered us for some food drive. Too bad for you. Hey, Jake, you know you're invited too. Yeah, you should totally come, man. Oh, uh, thanks. I'm not really one for fishing. Not one for fishing? (laughs) How can you not be? Well, I'll check at home and see if we're not doing anything. 
then maybe. There was something stamped deep inside me that I couldn't describe or understand, yet it yelled, I'm not wired this way. The more I had to face I was not a man, the more I hated the fakeness of it all. And it was lurking around every corner. Are you sure you need to be gone so long? Look, since my brother came back into my life, I've got to take advantage of spending time with him. You've never had a problem before. But it's a long time. And we'll spend most of that time backpacking and visiting relatives in between. You wouldn't enjoy it. I know. I just get lonely. We don't have many friends. Not with how hard it is to rewrite our history. <laughs> Remembering to say Boy Scouts instead of girl and baseball instead of softball and everything else is... Is a job in itself. I know. I just wish sometimes it was easier to fit in. Well, why don't you go fishing with your co-workers? You said that you were invited. They're kind of the macho type. And I'd rather be alone watching old reruns or old movies instead of spending my time with them. That settles it, then. What? I'll pop you some popcorn and rent you some movies, and you won't even know I'm gone. For six weeks? You want me to cancel? No. I still just have to work through accepting things. Like clothes that never fit, and people pointing out my short height, and my small features, and injecting myself with hormones. You remember Carl? The guy who couldn't hack being transgender and went back to being Carla? You made fun of her. That she didn't have what it took to hack it. You think I'm like her? I'm just saying that you... I may not be enjoying this right now, but I am not going back to being a woman. I'll never go back to that. <laughs> See? Now you're ready for me to leave. I couldn't face myself or the fact that I was never going to really be a man. Even when I knew, without a doubt, I didn't want to be a woman. My life was caught in a wasteland somewhere in between. If only I'd known then, God wasn't going to leave me there. Folks, we'll get back to Laura's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street. Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to part three of the true story of Laura Perry. Hello? It's me, dear. Oh, hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Is everything okay? Yeah. 
are just fine. I was, um, well, uh, wondering if you wanted to put one of your degrees to work. Which one? Web development. You want a website? Well, a, a web page, really. Uh, but not for me, for a Bible study group I'm hosting. I see. Nothing fancy, just uh, something simple I could update. I'm pretty busy. I'll pay you. I don't know, Mom. Hundreds of dollars. You're really making this difficult. California or bust, baby. Mom, I'm... Ever since you were little, I've claimed you'd do everything 110% or not at all. <laughs> so, I can do a homepage, contact page, and an about us. That sounds good. And maybe we could come up with a title that people can click on, which would take them to the Bible study with a summary. Uh, but these don't have summaries. If you give me your notes, I can put something together. As I read my mother's notes, I was shocked to see how much life was in the stories. The angry, judgmental God of the Old Testament was actually the God who'd gone to great lengths again and again for his people. How he was preparing them, foreshadowed the future, taught them about the Messiah, and most of all, he was faithful. This God created covenants and promises that he kept for thousands of years throughout generations. I began to see the Bible as an intricate supernatural entity, and not just a book written by man. But the realizations weren't over yet. So, Mom, what's this here about 25 ways Joseph typified Christ? It's amazing, isn't it, how Joseph was the object of special love from his father with a divine promise mocked and sold. Well, why do you think God did it? Why did he let Joseph endure so much? Well, Joseph put it best when he said to his brothers, oh, well, here, um, Genesis 50-20, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. It's amazing how God took all the bad circumstances and sin and used it all so that none of it was wasted. How each of those events had happened in Joseph's life were the exact ones that led him to where he was supposed to be. And God rescued his own people through Joseph. I just find this so fascinating. You know, I'm really glad we're doing this study. Me too. And I'm glad you're willing to help me with the website. It's such a blessing to others. People comment on how much they're enjoying it. Mom, do you ever find passages in the Bible and know God is referring to you? How out of a world full of people... In all the generations that have passed, God knew you needed to read a specific verse on a specific day? <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. His grace never stops flowing. Well, I I'll let you go so I can work on this. But I'll call you after work tomorrow. Great! You know, Mom, I look forward to this. Our time together. It's the highlight of my day to learn what you're learning from the Bible. <laughs> yeah, a complete 180 from where we were. As the weeks wore on into months, I noticed a change not only in myself, but my mother. One day I called her for advice, and instead of the normal take charge, here's a hundred ways to fix it, she simply told me that I needed to be trusting the Lord. She had never talked like that. 
She no longer had a stale, dead religion, but a living, vibrant faith. She was proof that all this gospel stuff was true. I'd soon see it had real power. I took the chance to pray. God, I've sensed such a difference in Mom and me, just from reading your word. I do know with all my heart that Jesus Christ is your son, and he died to pay for my sins. And he rose again from the dead in victory to defeat death. You are alive, Jesus, and you are real, and you have the power of resurrection. Jesus, Lord, will you forgive me of my sins? Will you save me? In his mercy, God accepted me where I was. I was sincere, and I wanted to love God and follow Christ. I felt overwhelmed with a sense of loss for all the time I'd spent pursuing things that had no eternal value. But still broken, I wanted to be a man of God. It would take a couple of years before I saw the disconnect and wrongness in my desire. The who? He goes by Dr. Piper. Oh, the guy on the radio? Right, so I'm listening today, and he says, if we were just made up of our feelings, our instincts, and our inclinations, that would just make us like animals. But we are made in the image of God, and we choose our behavior despite our feelings. Hmm. And you agree? At first, I was angry. Then I ignored it. Then I heard it referenced again, and I realized it wasn't an insult toward me. He was just speaking truth. Uh, you sound like you're really getting into this religious stuff. That's a big part of it, too. I've been learning about the judgment seat of Christ, where, uh, what did the scripture say again? That some will uh, stand ashamed as their works amount to wood, hay, and stubble that will burn away. Huh. And what will be left? The only thing that will endure is the work that God's called us to, performed through surrender to his Holy Spirit, not works done in the flesh that glorify us and bear no fruit. So where does that leave you? I'm not sure. But I've been praying and feel God asking me, if you stood before me, what name would I call you? And? He would call me Laura. You're certain? Yeah. Laura was who he created. Jake has been my own creation, my own self-imposed identity, not his. So where does that leave us? I don't know. I'm still trying to work it out. After living nine years as a man and being together with my partner for eight and undergoing the surgeries I did, I couldn't imagine turning around and living life any other way. Yet God's truth persisted, even when I tried my best to ignore it. But I could hear God pressing me, telling me, you cannot claim to love me and yet reject my creation. I was under so much conviction about the lifestyle I was living, that the Lord had really withdrawn his presence. I was miserable. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep and I felt a void where his spirit once filled my soul with joy. I knew he had not forsaken me, but all fellowship was gone, and I felt like I was alone, sitting in the dark. 
For over a month, I begged the Lord with all my heart to take my life. Still, I kept reading his word. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Lord, I know you're asking me just to walk away from this life, this lie. But I know that if I walk away, I'll be miserable. I cannot bear the thought of being a girl. It's like a knife going through my soul. Then I had a clear vision of Jesus Christ getting down on one knee. He reached his hand down into the pit I was in, and I heard him say, Do you trust me? Yes, Lord. Yes. I want the things you promised me for eternity more than I want my next breath. I don't know how I had enough faith, but somehow in God's amazing grace, he helped me make the hardest decision of my life, and I walked away from it all. I chose to surprise my parents by showing up at my home church. I now donned a skirt and blouse and dangly blue earrings, although I thought I looked hideous. I wasn't sure how I'd be welcomed, but in the parking lot, my 84-year-old neighbor, Alma, looped her arm through mine and insisted I sit with her. Hard as times were, there were also amazing miracles that gave me hope. My mother's Bible study group donated $1,600 so I could buy a new wardrobe. A job became available as an administration assistant at church, and slowly I began to open up, sharing my testimony. There were other miracles in the works. I thought it was odd. There was no return address. Mom, you're never going to believe what this is. Must be good news from the way you're smiling. It is. My old partner became a Christian. He's back to Steve now. <gasps> That's great! He said the things I had shared with him made sense and that he can't be a part of what he doesn't believe in. Oh, Laura, I'm so glad. He says that he read if you give a DNA test to a transgendered person, the results would still come back to their original sex, because there are things you cannot change, the millions of cells and the DNA in their bodies. Praise God, Laura. Yeah, praise God. I was so happy for Steve, and also so grateful for his love that let me go. When I first came home, it was more pain than I could bear. But as Jesus began to peel away the layers of hurt and bitterness and unforgiveness, he began to heal those wrong feelings and desires. He began to restore me to the girl he had created. The following year, I was part of a women's discipleship group. And for the first time in my life, I began to see that I was just like them. And once I began to see my true self emerging from the ashes, I was on fire for Jesus and wanted everyone to know his healing and transforming power. He restored my relationship with my parents and healed their broken hearts as well. 
I knew I needed to share my testimony, and I discovered the need for such hope is so large that my testimony of God's transformational power has become a ministry reaching across the globe. The things God can do with someone who's willing has no limits. The promise of God I held on to was one my mom shared with me when I came home, one I've seen God fulfill exceedingly abundantly above all I could have imagined. God's word says in Joel 2.25, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. To quote Dr. Piper, the man who changed the way Laura thought about her trans condition, all of us intuitively know the brokenness of our biology. All of us understand the flaws of our human nature and the evil that lurks in every human heart. G.K. Chesterton said the fact that human beings are not complete, noble or good, but rather broken and in need of repair, is perhaps the most provable part of all of Christian theology. This human desire to change ourselves, to transition, is a story as old as time. It is the story of human history, human sin, and our intuitive need for human redemption. But here's the thing. True, lasting, and meaningful human change is never found in the hardness of our hearts or the weakness of our passions. Listening friend, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You too can be reborn anew if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Whatever mistakes you've made, wherever you are now, Commit today to leave it all at the foot of the cross and experience the love and transforming power of the living God, just as Laura has. We'd love to be a resource for you. Please reach out to us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. 
Here's the prize for our new upcoming sweepstakes contest. It's another beautiful wooden scripture plaque of Psalm 5110 that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Folks, this is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for well, daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and well, cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. This one actually looks like it was cut from birch as it has that really unique bark exterior. Uh, this plaque has been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. If you'd like to peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 21st. But the deadline, folks, the deadline for entry is March 5th. And we look forward to hearing from you. And next time... There she is. Hey. Oh, that must have been a long walk of shame. Yes, and let me tell you, these shoes are a lot less comfortable when you're sober. <laughs> Who'd you stay with? That guy from chemistry. Which one? Red hair. <laughs> you don't know his name, do you? When it came to sex, Jessica decided to do her own thing. How far did you go? You went all the way this time, didn't you? Yeah. Her sexual choices led her down a disappointing and damaging path. How do you feel? Today I just feel sort of gross and bad. I mean, I don't even know him that well. Until she caught the true vision for what love is really meant to be. If you believe your body is truly a home for the Holy Spirit, do you think it's wise to treat it the way that you are? Don't miss this relevant story of Jessica on the next Unshackled. All right, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So, until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>